Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You wanted the best, but well, they didn't fucking make it. So here's what you get. I don't care what Manson said. Rocking tail, it's just a rehab. Tell me to fold, I'm gonna need a bed. Rocking tail, it's just a rehab. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well done. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rip it up? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you ready to dig it up? Are you ready to dance? Are you ready to hit the floor? Are you ready? Are you ready? You think you're ready? Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the quotidian, Luce Cannon. Luce, how are you? I am well, and I need to know what that word means. It's kind of an ironic word, because um, one thing the word quotidian isn't is quotidian, which means run-of-the-mill, everyday, kind of typical. Okay. It's a pretty elaborate way word to use to describe humdrum. <laughs> That's true. So basically you just called me like the average loose cannon, but in a very fancy way. I did. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. I think we just should have left out the definition because it sounded damn fancy. I liked it. Hmm. Quotidian. Have you ever used that in conversation? Um, well, I forced it into conversation. I actually, I got it on a, off a word of the day calendar that someone gave me for Christmas and I used someone, it. In, someone uh, that obviously loved you. It's in that song uh, we, we teased a riff on a while back, DDOA. Uh, there, I use it in that song, lyrically. <laughs> All right. Well done. So, you mean the, so- the song is in from... Oh, is that done? That's, that's a Jesus Chrysler song, right? Yeah, the record's done, uh, except for uh, a little bit of mixing and mastering, hopefully by Christmas. But, but is that song done? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, maybe we should uh, premiere that soon. Maybe uh, episode 50, maybe, coming up soon. Oh, God, we're getting up to 50. How many is this now? I believe this is 47. My God. Yes. How the time flies. It, it, it does. And that 
So basically, this you basically pool. become my only friend in life. <laughs> That's a lot of time. All, this is all I do now. <laughs> Think about this, though, for for our listeners. <laughs> for our listeners, at this point, we have produced enough content that you could sit in your home, lock yourself in a room, and listen to over two full days of Cobras and Fire without without hearing the same thing. Isn't that insane? That is just probably the best gift the world could get. Pretty much. Because we definitely have... Best yeah. we could give them. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, we got about 48 hours of content so far. What the hell are we doing here today? We're doing old and deep. Oh, you want a radio voice guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, what What's old and deep? Granny um, porn? That's, that's what I researched. I mean, that's got to be a title of, of an old granny porn somewhere. Old and deep. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I've heard. I'm <laughs> sure, not, sure. Not not aware of one specific. Hey, everybody's got their thing. <laughs> Old and deep. It's uh, it has the. It's got everything you need to know as far as what this episode is about. Because we're going old, and what do we mean by old, Baco? We mean anything recorded before the year or 1996 and earlier. Correct. Yes, Twenty yes. years old. Yes, we, the the earliest we can do is 96. We can go back to the beginning of time. We also have, we're going deep. And what do we mean by deep? Well, not the um, typical track. Um, either because the artist never broke or this is kind of a weird record or a weird song by uh, someone that is famous. Like if we were doing Kiss, mm-hmm. we might want to feature music from the oft-hated and misunderstood record, Music from the Elder, which turns 35 this year, people. Yes, good, good, good factoid there. Correct. But that'd be a comparison, you know. Yeah, we yeah. We not play rock and roll all night. We might play Under the Rose. There you go. So it'd be something, yeah, it could be a famous artist, but a deep track off of a random, not as top-selling album, or just a deep track off of of whatever. So it's, it's basically old and deep. Like, like, I think it's pretty straightforward, don't you think? I think it is. Okay, okay. So, but before we go into like that. Like all good porn is. Correct. Very simple to the point. <laughs> so we've got we've got uh, something to go through first, and that is you know you, you got a bit of love on the decibel geek lately. It, yeah, it's a little um, I don't know a little embarrassing, but yeah, they were very kind and said some very nice things about. Uh, I think it was related mainly to my Vinnie Vincent article, but I contributed pretty heavily again to my second year uh, with uh, decibel geek for Christmas in July. Yes. Um, you know, but then, uh, I don't know, Aaron actually had, uh, messaged me earlier in the week. So I, I guess when, when, when I got around to list, actually you told me about it before I had a chance to listen to it. But, uh, when I did get around to listen to it, I wasn't com- completely caught off guard cause he had actually messaged me, uh, uh, on Facebook just to say a couple nice things. So thank you guys. I really do appreciate it. I love being part of the team. I, it's a lot of fun. Even the, the, the stuff we do, you know, Cobras and Fire wouldn't happen without Decibel Geek. And I look forward to this every week. So that's right. But so there. I mean, but but you also featured Jesus Chrysler that played uh, "O Devil, Where Art Thou?" Correct. Yeah, and I was actually quite pleased that the theme of the song was fairly obvious in the sense of that because uh, Aaron just uh, described it basically as what it is. It's us pining for the days when people worried about their kids, you know, worshiping the devil by playing a record. So yes, yes. music was better when 
our parents worried about it. But they they went on. They went on and on about how wonderful Baco was, what a great contributor to, to society as a whole he is, and, and, and also praised the Cobras and the fire, correct? Gave us some love, too. That's Much right. Much appreciated. Which, you know, wouldn't you say, though, that, like we just said, we have over over two days of, of just podcast gold at this point to listen to. <laughs> and they did to. that in the last month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it took us a year and a half. They, they have the VIP stuff. <laughs> they got all this stuff going on. This is true. But, but I mean, doesn't sometimes, just like, you know, these Olympic, uh, the Olympics that we're watching right now, isn't there some, the, don't you feel sometimes the weight, the burden of being wonderful, Baco? Oh, definitely. Yes, it's, uh, it's hard to maintain, you know, my wonderfulness. You know, I, I'm sure you can relate, Luz. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we were born this way. It wasn't mm-hmm. our choice, you know. I mean, it's just that people are jealous, but we, this is, this is who we are. There's nothing we can do about it. it we just produce perfection. Yes? Correct. And, and because of that, I just want, before we go in, we go old and deep, I want to play what I believe is your theme song by the, the uh, I guess, the, the, the pillar of what music is today, the band Steel Panther, with your theme song, <laughs> Burden of Being Wonderful.
All right. Well, um, well, thank you for giving me a. Well, actually, that would be a new theme song for me, Lewis. Uh, prior to that, it was Mac Davis's "Oh Lord, It's Hard to Be Humble," but I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to switch. It's been a while. So, yes. um, well, uh, let's get back. Let's get into old and deep. What do you think, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, well, before, what, well this, yeah. hold on. I think before we even go into to my first pick, what is the oldest? What year is your oldest track from? You say yours, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> you show me yours. Uh, <laughs> um, let me look at my list here. Oh, All right, yeah. Pretty... Did, you, did you break it down to, to just 10? or what, what's your? You know, there's a funny story, and I'll explain this later, but it's somewhere between 1977 and 1980. Okay. Because um, we're surprising each other for those listening. Sure. We don't know each other's picks. And I don't want to... To explain it would ruin the the surprise so but it's between there 77 and 80 okay well mine is 1814 <laughs> and that is that i am going to start off the show with an I mean, this is a very rare recording but this is the demo yeah. the original demo by francis scott key of the star spangled banner have you ever heard this <laughs> no well, like a lot of other artists that always say, like, hey, the demo was much heavier. This is much fucking heavier. So just imagine this watching the Olympics every time we win a gold. You ready for it? Yeah, okay. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Here we go. What do you think? Have, have you heard the national anthem? Yes, that's the heavier version. That's the original. Again, it, it changed a little bit when they finally got to the studio version. But again, this is 1814. I think that's Disturbed. What do you mean it's Disturbed? What song by Disturbed? I think that's Down with the Sickness. That, I, I, that Let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. Oh, ah. I see it. I see no, it. yeah, no, I don't. No, it is a Star Spangled Banner. I got oh. it. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Told you again. You can I'm see it. You can see it that where it's just sprouting, you know, <laughs> going the direction to our to our, the beautiful, majestic Star Spangled Banner. But anyway, so that is my first first pick. But uh, do you want to hear the whole thing, or do you want me to pick a different song for the the? Oh, I my do first? not. Want to hear the whole? I don't think I want to hear the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. You, should, you didn't want to go first, or you want me to go first? I did want to ask you a little bit before we got into this. Uh, you, you know, you you made it out there to uh, the Denver area. Didn't you go see Kiss recently? I did, and uh, I appreciate some of your connections that you shared with me. Um, they were playing not in. Did you fall down? Did you get back up? I'm good. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. <laughs> they weren't they weren't playing playing specifically in Denver, but as is Oh, Denver's too big of a city for this tour. They, yes, it is. It's no joke, people. No, I mean this is this is funny because I like Freedom it. to Rock. Freedom to Rock about well I'll go into that in a second, but but I like it when, when Kiss says we're gonna do the Lost Cities tour, which is translation to we've oversaturated the fucking market and these are the places we can play. Yeah, and just before some of the the extremo, I don't know, the kiss terrorists get on board, what Luce didn't say was that kiss can only play small towns now. They're not popular. Ace Freely isn't in the band, so nobody's going to cut. That's not what he fucking said. I said said they've played the big cities a lot lately, 
and now they need to go hit smaller towns because that's where the uh, the action is. So. Which is which is actually true because if you think about it, like for, on the flip side, I actually thought a lot. Do I even want to go to this because it was an hour plus away? And I guarantee somebody that's in Colorado Springs thinks, do I really want to go to Denver because it's an hour plus away? But so, yes. Obviously, there's two sides of that. They play every two years or every two year. Two sides of that coin. hey But, um, oh, I like that. <laughs> that was perfect. I like the uh, the open there, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyway, so they're playing this place called the World Arena in in uh, Colorado Springs. It holds about, I'm going to say 10,000 10, or so. And you got me the connection to get a uh, photo pit press pass, which was an awesome experience for the fact that I've I've been I've done the whole press thing like like you have at, at like mm-hmm. a, like a fest or in a small place but I've never been and I know this is not they weren't playing in Denver but I've never been to something that was like highly organized and things like that where actually I thought I was going to get get uh, sniffed out that I was you know not yes yeah, sometimes you almost feel like a fraud because you're you're not like you know whatever the local big paper or rolling stone or something but the reality is you're doing your work right so 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 basically i I get there just to get a little color to the show before i go into we have a related reason why we're going into the kiss show for the my first pick but so i get there and you know first thing i walk in there and and tell me if you've had this experience because it doesn't sound like you've had this as much from doing your fest but i get there and you're like yes uh Loose Cannon, Mr. Cannon here. I'm, I'm from <laughs> uh, I'm from Decibel Geek. And they they look on the list here. I go into this, like, like this red carpet entrance, the VIP entrance, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, Mr. Cannon, yes. Uh, let me put on your your. You know, first off, they give you your, your press pass. You have to sign the waiver, like you I'm sure mm-hmm. you do all the time. But then, yep. then they go like, "Okay, someone is coming down to get you now. We have Mr. Cannon here from Decibel Geek. Then somebody shows down uh, shows up in an elevator." Is this the typical for you? Yeah, in the arena shows, it's kind of like they, they kind of hand you to off to people or, or, or walk you through, depending on the show and, sure. and the setup. You know, But so, I've only done a few of those. So. Right, and this is my first arena show. So then they take me to the, you know, the caverns of, of uh, you know, the back area, the cubicles, all that stuff like that. But they put me in this room. And how many photographers? Remember, this is a Monday night, Kiss Colorado Springs. We go into like a conference room. How many photographers do you think were there for this show? You know, it could be as little as two, and I would say on the high end, ten. It's like fifteen. Well, fifteen people. All right. Fair enough. Start you got to remember, Kiss is a great. Uh, you know, no matter what you think about them as a musician, musicians, or their music, or whether or not they can still pull it off. I mean, for taking pictures, it's uh, it's it's one of the you know. Ones you don't want to pass up if you can oh, get it. No, ab- absolutely. And, and <laughs> I go in there. A photographer's wet dream. <laughs> I go in there and I, you know, I have a pretty solid camera. I mean, it's it's no, you know, it's, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, I know, know where you're but, going. About a thousand dollars and everything like that. And it's got, yeah. I've got three lenses. But these guys, I mean, it was like showing up with a, a pistol and these guys had, you know, like a, a Machine guns, heavy artillery, like Rambo mm-hmm. amount of of just stuff with them. And I'm like, oh, I felt very, I, very insecure. I don't get that, by the way. Where I do see I? those guys all that. It's like, unless, you know, but I see these guys with these, like, you know, fucking 
two-foot lenses on the thing, and I'm like, he's right there. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Are you, I mean, you trying to get his nostril no, hair yeah, or something? Yeah. I, I just, I mean, if you're shooting further away and stuff, which I never see these guys do, they all right. just kind of lounge around. But I, I almost think it's like I spent all the money on this shit. I have to use it now. To be fair, they know how to use it and they have it, and I don't have it and don't know how to use it. But I have, I'm like you, I, you know, I have, I have, a, I have a zoom lens. I got detachable shit. It's a, you know, about a thousand dollar camera, but it ain't the the level of gear these guys are packing. So anyway, so the lady that that uh, ran the place, really nice. She just she goes, all right, everybody, here's the deal. We're gonna go out there in just a few minutes, and uh, the first minute. <laughs> Uh, first, we're going to go on uh, stage, stage right, but we're going to go, we're going to go in, up, up to the front area, so you have an idea where you're going to be shooting. It's a, it's, it was a seven and a half foot stage, to two. That's pretty damn high. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that's, and everybody was like, oh, this is much higher than I've experienced before. But they said, but the first minute and a half of the show, you have to be on the side, or you will die. Is basically what is exactly her, her <laughs> all quote. the pyro or something. Exactly. So they okay. said after that he goes, you can be up there for Detroit Rock City and Deuce, and then you gotta go. So I'm like, this is pretty badass. You know, I've been. This is probably I don't know. I, I've seen them on every tour since '92. Once each tour when they've been around. So I'm gonna call that 12 times I've seen them. Okay. And and every time as I get older, I get a little bit closer for many reasons. Tickets are easier to get. To get. And, and <laughs> hey now, hey. Uh, they're selling more tickets than the reunion tour. Sure. So you know, and and I will say too that this was the first time that I actually was, and even with all this, you know, I'm going to it comped, front row, press pass. This is the first time that I was not like, I got to go see him. You know what I mean? Like I just from from seeing this didn't set, really feel like going that much. I really didn't. Like I didn't. Well, I didn't want to spend 150 bucks for floor seats. I'll tell you that much. 125, or whatever. It feels. Yeah, and going back to your earlier statement about like people from Colorado Springs not always wanting to drive an hour to Denver. Yeah. Most of the Kiss concerts I went to, you know, I was still living in Owatonna or Southern Minnesota, and it was an hour drive, and yeah. I was always fucking pumped to go. Right. You know. And now they're like they're. The, I think they played. They played three places that were around the Twin Cities, and it was about an hour and a half to an hour and three quarters, depending on which one of the three you went to. And I was like, I ah, just, I'm not doing it. It's like a Sunday night, and right, right, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, same thing. You want the best. The you hear the the hum. The best. You wanted the best. And they've gotten to the state. <laughs> and they're still here, so you gotta fucking respect them. <laughs> so the curtain drops. This is as close as you get. <laughs> curtain drops, and you know everything explodes. You go, I, and then finally they let us go to the front, and I, it was like a blur, probably like it was for you every time you're up there too, where it's just the mm-hmm. the songs go by so quick. Yeah. But I mean, at one point, this is not an exaggeration. I had the pictures to prove it. I almost got. Kicked in the face by 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 Paul Stanley. I mean, his boot went by me like twice because you know that part where he like hangs himself off the side of the stage, and yeah. swinging his yeah. That came by me. Uh, hopefully not on purpose, but but uh, took some great pictures. Uh, finally, get back to you know they they give you some obviously the seats too. So, so watching the show, and you know Paul sounded okay. He was better than he's I've seen him before. But for example, what he does now is he doesn't push himself as far as is 
you know, to really make himself sound bad. He just doesn't sing now certain parts of the song. I don't know if sure, you know okay. okay. So in other words, what I mean by that is I was pretty excited that they played Creatures of the Night, which sounded really good musically. Um, his vocals sounded pretty good as well. But the fact is, is that it was not Creatures of the Night. It was Creatures of the... Never said night. It's Creatures you of know, the... You know, I never... Live, I never liked the way he sung the chorus to that anyway. That... Yeah! No, he says not. Well, then you're in luck because it's not. It's just creatures of the. That was the yeah, song. Well, I, I don't know that that's an improvement, but. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I I think it's it's very odd, but I will tell you that I think that and I'm a very when I go to a Kiss concert, I'm a critical motherfucker because I've seen every single <laughs> well, aspect of this. Only when you go to a Kiss concert, though, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but especially for these guys, because I know them backwards, forwards. You know what I'm you saying. You better fucking deliver. That's right. Ass. You better play for for an hour and forty five minutes, or fuck you. I'm gonna let you up on this podcast. But but they, they got they got up there and Gene, spot on every song. I mean, he sounded great. He they did a great. I've seen Cold Gin a billion times. They killed Cold Gin. I, I a lot of great versions of the songs, but there was just something, as you know, that's just kind of lacking. I thought Eric Singer sounded phenomenal. Um, uh, they, they let he's not doing that like a uh, Peter Chris impersonation anymore. Like the last couple of tours, they could just said, fuck it, just do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like play the, yeah. So he's, he's kind of like pushes the songs, but, uh, for the first time I looked at my watch at like the hour and 15 minute mark. And, <laughs> and I go, wait a second. Did they just finish black diamond? And this is a headline show. Yeah. And as soon as those last, I was like, I am leaving immediately. Oh, first off, just a quick comment. And this, and again, this is not to inflame, or inflame, to not make people get angry or anything like that. But it is just terrorists. Yes, for the kiss terrorists. But I'm cool with with with, with Tommy and Eric being there. What I, I think is ridiculous is that when they have them play shock. For the record, me, I'm not. I know you're not. Okay. But but I don't like when they, when they play shock me, which just sounds atrocious. Mm-hmm. Is is basically like just it's a terrible. It's in the middle of the show and it's just it's it's there basically. It's unnecessary, by the way. It wasn't like a hit. They didn't play it during the eighties. No. You know why do they no. feel like they have to now? I think it's, it's just because like a personal like just fucking with them because the fact that okay, it so is a fucking dig. It is that's... a dig. It has to be a dig because right Same right when Beth. Oh my god, that's the whole thing. Is like I knew what they were gonna play. I knew that they now are encoring with Beth and Rock and Roll all Night and like as soon as. You know, Black Diamond was winding down. I was like, I got to get in my car. And I just drove right out of there. Like, I was just running for the, the doors when I started hearing, you know, the acoustic version of of Beth play. But it, it was a first... Wait, so they play it acoustically? They don't use the piped-in music? No, no. They, they, the last, they've, I've actually seen them play it that way at least two or three times. They just right. get up there, which also looks ridiculous for... for and, for, and real for, quick for, on uh, Beth, s- somebody needs to sit fucking Gene and Paul. And you know what? Bring in Peter just so he can hear it, too. So they realize that I'm not just... Like picking on them for the current lineup because they did this on the reunion tour too. They started it then or went back to it from the seventies. I know they did it too. Um, don't fucking play Beth as a goddamn encore. I know you're going to play another song after it. You're not leaving on that. A fucking ballad is one of the worst fucking things you put at the end of a fucking rock show. Okay, stick it in the middle somewhere if you're going to make me listen to it. Oh, it's don't terrible. fucking put it right in front of rock and roll all night. Just and, and frankly, they should just drop it now. But whatever. No, it, it goes. It comes back, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it, it's 
it was ridiculous. So there were some great parts of it. I, I, I love the, the experience of being there up, up front. But this is. But I will tell you this much. Mm-hmm. This is this. For all the bitching I just said, this story I'm going to tell you right now was worth every penny that I did not pay to go to this concert. Okay? <laughs> hey, it's easier to leave when you don't pay, isn't that it? That is true. Because because yeah. I was just like, I don't need to see a fireworks show for 15 minute for a two and a half minute song, rock and roll night. I'm just going to go. But the which is the first time I've done that in this concert. But but this was worth everything. Now, the part of every KISS concert that I look forward to, I can't wait, is right when I know they're going to play Lick It Up, the beginning. Because oh, I, I was going to ask you, did they play Lick It Up? <laughs> because of the fact that Paul always has some ridiculous intro. Sometimes it's some ridiculous, sometimes it's, you know, he talks about licking this, licking that. But this one is the best I've ever seen. Are you Are you ready? I am. Okay, so, you know, and this is going to come with a completely awful Paul Stanley impersonation, but just, you know, sit down, get a tub of popcorn, because that's, that's exactly how I, I, I was entertained. I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be fucking great. He goes, get your popcorn, people. Get your popcorn, people. So he goes, people. <laughs> <laughs> people who out there likes to give something a lick. That's, that's kind of ridiculous. I've heard versions of that before, right? Mm-hmm. But that was that was fine, you know. It sounds completely ridiculous for a uh, you know seventy year old man to say in, in public. <laughs> but <laughs> can you imagine your, your grandpa? Ibaco. <laughs> that that's an entirely different podcast because that is one of the problems I have with kids is is seeing them and I know how old they are. But anyway, what well, doesn't matter? You can be. It doesn't matter how old you are. The only person that's allowed to say that is like a three-year-old child asking for a lollipop, you know. But, or fucking Paul Stanley. That's right. So he gets every hey, people. <laughs> Why do I sound kind of like? I think I actually sound like uh, people. No, I thought like I sound like a bad Paul Stanley and a um, Bill Clinton. People. Uh, I was gonna say Hillary Clinton. Don't start. Okay, so we'll go to this. People who here likes to give something to lick. Now, you be the audience, please. Um, I do. Me. Okay. Over here. Paul. Paul. Okay. People cheer. People it's cheer. me. I said I like to lick stuff. <laughs> people who here knows what my favorite dinosaur is. Oh, I, I know this one. I know this one. Um, is it a lickosaurus? Is it a lick-a-lot-a-puss? It's lick-a-lot-a-puss! You got it! (laughs) My favorite dinosaur, lick-a-lot-a-puss. So, here's one you can sing with us. So again, a 70-year-old man gets up there <laughs> and says a joke that I think I heard in fifth grade. He goes, people, who here knows what my favorite dinosaur is? Now, can you imagine somebody out there going, ooh, I do. I know Paul's oh, favorite dinosaur. Hand, I, that's the reaction I really want. It's people <laughs> going, right here. Uh, uh, you in the jean shorts. <laughs> no, the other one in the jean shorts. No, the the other, other one. one. No, that one. The, the ginger. <laughs> no, the other role that's unemployed. <laughs> okay, wait, that's me. So, uh. <laughs> so, yeah, I can make fun of that. So the, the, 
point being is, that is something you stay, like I just entered the show in Steel Panther. Steel Panther does things like that. They'll go like, who here likes to go to the zoo? They'll ask funny <laughs> shit like that out there. That, who here knows my favorite, what's my favorite dinosaur? And he hit, he paused, he paused. And again, I'm looking over there at Gene. I look, look at Gene. Gene's like, what the fuck is this guy talking about tonight? You know what I mean? And he just, lick a lot of puss. And he just laid back there like he said something, <laughs> something very deep and meaningful. My favorite dinosaur, Lickalotopus. And then, now let's, let's play Lick It Up. And then I, now we can segue into my brilliant impersonation of Gene Simmons singing Lick It Up live. Ready? Do it. Do it. Dig it up. <laughs> dig it up. Oh, dig it up. There we go. Thank you. Do you love me? <laughs> Oh, God. But anyway, so that was a very long transition, which I'll edit some of that out, of going into, uh, you know, you are somebody that knows the Kiss Minutia, correct? I would think so. Yes. Now, here's my question, people. People, (laughs) have you ever heard of a band that came out in 1991 called War Babies? No. <laughs> Boom! I got you. And that is the thing I think is so amazing. My first track is a deep cut off an album called Band and Out, self-titled album called War Babies. Now, this band came out of Seattle, was not the Seattle scene that we all know and, and love. Well, but, now we know why we never heard of them. Yes. It's now, they came out in 91. And they had not one, but two songs co-written by Paul Stanley on the album, which I've never heard him talk about. Really? Yep. And I have Mm. no idea the backstory. I've never seen anything about how he got involved with this band. And you're going to Google them probably right now when I'm talking about this. But they had two songs. One, yeah. one, One song is called Hang Me Up. And the other one is called Cry Yourself to Sleep. Which I, I just like that title, thinking about Paul Stanley. You know, there's a decent chance, um, and, and I have no knowledge of this, but there's a, a decent chance that these were songs written by Paul that they'd made, they made, they got their hands on, made some changes to, and that's how they got the co-write. Kind of like uh, King of the Nighttime World with Kim Foley. They didn't actually sit down and write with Kim Foley. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, but, but I can just tell you this much, that Hang Me Up definitely uh, has, you can definitely... Actually, both of these you can tell are Paul Stanley songs. You can hear the star sound? You can. You can feel it. And by the way, this is not to be confused. Inside the album title, probably the weirdest disclaimer I've ever seen, it says, War Babies is not to be confused with the baby clothing store War Babies. (laughs) I can't believe I stumped you. I stumped you. Oh, I think I'm actually fairly stumpable. Really? I thought for sure you would know this. That's awesome, though. Let's fucking hear some goddamn war babies. Yeah. 
All right, Baco, that was a uh, good 25-minute intro to the first <laughs> song of the show. We haven't even uh, talked about uh, grass. By the way, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, a little later. Now, we should say that this is probably going to be a couple show episode. At That's least part at least, one. At least two, at least one or two. But, but part of that is the fact that we cut this down to about 10 songs each. What was your process of cutting it down? I, I heard it earlier. Well, I, I basically... Uh, I did kind of a hard search using my actual CD library to start with. And once I realized that, you know, I was about at letter M and I had about 30, then I just kind of completed the process and then started weeding things down. And and I got it down to 17. And then at that time, I think we were only going to do five. We decided to do 10. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, so that's that was basically. But then you ripped them up in little pieces. I thought you you shuffled. Oh, as far as how I'm picking them. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because I had a hard time. What order do I want to play them in? I didn't know what I wanted to do. So yeah, I got these little. Here, I'll shake it for you. Yep. All right. So I got a little basket with the little uh, each. There's ten ten uh, song parts in here. I'm gonna pull one out for each of my picks. So it's gonna be totally random. Awesome. So what's number one? All right, let's do this. You really need the sound of like a spinning wheel or something. All right. Number one. Jesus. Sounds like you're doing something else. Finish All right. <laughs> All right, well, this is not a bad way to kick it off. From 1992, All right. this Florida band, uh, basically, they released a song. I think this might have been their second record. Let's see if you can guess it with a couple hints here. Uh-uh. Before you even give me, do you want to give me any hints? I I, I, I even I, I know what it's going to be. Let me give you just a couple hints. That's fine, but but the reason I can get it is there's like one Florida band, <laughs> so I can get it. You don't like death metal, apparently. Um, yeah, they came out. This album came out in '92. They had one song that was just fucking dreadful. That was everywhere. It was their only Slug on kick. There you go. <laughs> which I did, which I did see live one time, and the the guitar. Uh, both guitars were out for the first two songs, and all it was was bass and drums and no vocals. And the drummer does porn now. You're you 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 making that up? No, seriously. Yeah, look him up. He's a porn star. He even has like his own like uh, you can buy a dildo of his dick. <laughs> a plaster caster. It was named Phil something. Hey, there was a documentary on him, like basically spiraling up, spiraling out of control on uh, drug abuse. It's actually, and he was on tour with Skid Row. Uh, his his per he was only paid a per diem when they were on tour with Kiss. He got a hundred and twenty dollars a week, twenty dollars a day. Even though he was on the road seven days a week, he was technically <laughs> had a day off that they didn't give him twenty bucks. Twenty dollars, a hundred and twenty dollars. He he got a flat per diem, no actual performance fee. Wow, genius! So good thing he's packing heat. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure he's doing better now in the porn industry. But sure. uh, yeah. Years and years go by, and I, of course, paid no attention to this horrible band with this horrible song called Love Is On The Way. Yep. Um, and a guy at work uh, one day was just randomly threw his burned copy of this thing into whatever CD player he had glued to the top of the cutter he was running. And the song <laughs> Peppermint Tribe came on, and I fucking dug it. And I went out and bought the CD, and the CD actually ain't that bad. Uh, Love Is On The Way is a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. I, and it doesn't mean I don't like ballads because a good ballad is a good ballad. <laughs> it's just not a good ballad. It's not a good ballad. No. It is. It is the exact opposite of a. It's, it's like just I don't know. They're trying to play a formula. But fuck that. Let's stop talking about that. And Luce, why don't you uh, intro this song? 
Here is Peppermint Patty by Saigon Kick. <laughs>
All right, that was Saigon Kick, Florida's finest, with peppermint patty milkshake blossoms. <laughs> yes, I come from the peppermint tribe. How'd you know it was them? <laughs> well, because there's only uh, basically that's the only like rock band from Florida that I've ever. I lived in Florida for those that are first time listeners for quite a while. And that was a, oh man, Saigon Kick, they could have made it. They had that one hit. So I always would hear about them. And it was they're, basically it was basically them. What what'd you say? No, go ahead. I was interrupting. Yeah, you were. But basically <laughs> it was it was them and, you know, basically Gainesville for Tom Petty. And that was it. I th- I for the record, I think Tom Petty will back down. <laughs> you know, you've You've used that joke before, in, on the show and also in conversation <laughs> with me. Can we just set our petty differences aside? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, we can. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to transition horribly from that and, and go into my next pick, which is Corrosion of Conformity, which I find to be a very odd band in the fact that they came out with like, I don't know, five. They're kind of a hardcore band at first, and yeah, then they kind of turned into a stoner metal band. Yeah, it went from I, I, I can't even recall the name of some of their albums before. But basically, unless Pepper Keenan was on vocals, I I didn't like them. They changed. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so it's it's so when Deliverance hit, it had Albatross, and that's not the album I'm going to feature the 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 deep track from. But you know that one was popular. What else was popular on that one? They got uh, "Cleanse My Wounds" is on that one, isn't it? Yep, another great one. And I loved uh, that album. And definitely take a you know one of the things we like about this doing the show is to revisit this. And, and that, I had so much fun prepping from the show. Part of it was part, I hadn't heard these albums, these songs for so long. I started digging mm-hmm. through my collection, and yeah. the thing I thought was really cool about Deliverance is it had is at least three or four instrumentals in that album that kind of transitioned from song to song and the album just for me it just it flowed start to finish i really like that album a lot i like them both a lot yeah and and wise blood was good not as good i didn't think but it was definitely solid also this track that i'm gonna feature is one that i thought was a little off the uh, beaten path for them definitely had a great hook and that is drowning in a daydream
They're definitely bipolar as a band. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're all over the place. But we're skate punks. Oh, let's, let's just get in, stoned and fucking in, get heavy. Did you ever own "In the Arms of God"? I own the record right before. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, but because I don't like it, it's the one right before. I know which uh, one you're talking about. It has like a spiral on the front of yeah, it. It's yeah, it's okay. There's one or two t- tracks on it that are okay, but yeah, it's it's very more polished. The um, last record without Pepper. Yeah, but that one's good too. In the arms of God, it has a famous drummer that's like a jazz drummer on it too. It's actually uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. I think you should check that one. Peter out. Chris. <laughs> yeah, the jazz. <laughs> Yeah, it basically just recorded. Man, I am on a fucking roll. I, you seriously. are, you are. So okay, because of sorry. that, because of that, because you have the power of conversation, Baco, I'm going <laughs> to give it back to you. What you got? Well, I guess it's my pick, right? So do I, do, uh, what should we call it? The basket of, of glory? Yes, the basket, basket of, of old glory. Uh, let's. The basket let's, of old glory holes. Basket of old glory hole. Let's shake her up. The glory hole basket. Oh, I didn't mean to pull that out. (laughs) Hey, now. All right. Continue. All right. What do we got next? Oh, now this is one of the, I was kind of teasing you with it. I was going to kind of go a little outside of, uh, I don't know what we, we normally cover basically hard rock and metal. This song definitely fucking rocks, but it features members. It's a super group, by the way. Let's see if it's super. Let's see if it qualifies for you. It, uh, I don't think it does for me. Um, it, I guess in the genre. In the genre, I think it does. Okay, go ahead. Okay, this came out in 1996, so keep that in mind. It features members of Wilco, the Jayhawks, and Soul Asylum. Any chance you got this one? I don't. I, okay, I know who Wilco. Obviously, I know Soul Asylum, Wilco. Uh, I know Wilco. I don't like anything except for the song called uh, Heavy Metal Drummer. Okay. Have you ever heard that? No. You'd like it. There's a kiss reference in it, too. I sincerely miss those heavy metal bands I used to go see on the landing in the summer She fell in love with the drummer She fell in love with the drummer She fell in love Shiny, shiny pants and bleached blonde hair A double kick drum by the river in the summer
What's the other band? Uh, which two did you name? I said Wilco and Solo Sound. What's the other one? The Jayhawks. I don't know them. For, no, I don't. I, I've heard of them, but go ahead. They What's the band? For Tom Petty. <laughs> what? Yeah, they toured with Tom Petty in the mid '90s before this record came out. So. <sighs> Coming full circle, people. <laughs> Tying it all together. That's, that's right. How, that's what you call a happy ending on <laughs> Pornhub. Uh, anyway, um, are you going to finish finish me off here? Or are you going to are you going to get to the? Yeah, this record is called "Down by the Mainstream." It's from the super group called Golden Smog. Did that help you? <laughs> Did, no, I've never even heard. What you're nice. Talking, what, this came out in '96. '96 called Golden Smog. How did you even come a, across this this band? Because of the, I actually do like some of Solo Song, but but what? How did you even come across this to begin with? Well, the Jayhawks and Solo Sound are both Minnesota bands. Oh, um, I, okay. I didn't the Jayhawks did have some national uh, notoriety, though, so uh, it wasn't. Uh, uh, they weren't like a local band that didn't break. Well, they well they were a local band that didn't break, but you know what I mean. They actually had a major label kind of deal, Got whatever. It. Got it. And, and they toured with Tom Petty, and they hooked up with them and Wilco, and had this kind of weird. Uh, they did a few records. I I only like one song by them. Yeah, I believe it was the single off this, but the fact that you've never heard of it just proves it still counts as deep. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best titles of a song that I ever heard before in my life. And by the way, the chorus should make you fucking push the pedal down on the car if you're driving. So. Go ahead. It's called Redheaded Stepchild. Yeah. 
All right, everybody. That was the band, the super group, I should say, Golden Shower, with the song <laughs> Red Haired Stepchild, Axel <laughs> Rose's theme song. Correct? Don't go away. <laughs> this is good, though. I, 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 that's how I like doing this show, is that, that I've already stumped you with some Kiss trivia with War Babies. I've never, oh, heard, I've never heard of this band to begin with, or the song, so I'm looking forward to hearing it uh, during the editing process. So, good stuff. So I think I am going to, you know, because we're kind of doing, reaching a little outside of this, I'm going to take you back to, take you back to my... Did you ever say what your oldest year was? 1814. Oh, damn it. No, actually, the oldest year is going to be 1975. That's my oldest year. All right. All right. Go ahead. What do we got, Luz? I have... well, you know, I'm a little disappointed. You should at least have like some like uh, fire wheel of uh, something to m- make your selections. I have a glory hole box. I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't come prepared with props that nobody can see. Step one: cut a hole in a box. Step two: yes, <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. So <clears throat> here's the deal, because we're kind of going random here. You know, I'm going to take you back to my youth, to a young loose cannon. Basically, the driveway, the basketball hoop, the, the, the double, double cassette jam box that was, had mm-hmm. these two cassettes in 1986 in heavy rotation. And by heavy rotation means these are the only two cassettes I, <laughs> I owned. Okay. So you're out there playing horse and jamming these? That's right. By myself is Lonely Loose. And uh, <clears throat> all was lost you, against myself. You must have won every time. <laughs> <laughs> we went opposite ways in the same I did, joke. I did. Same joke. So anyway, right. so I'm out there. <laughs> these two cassettes... And these are not the albums, of, uh, the song I'm featuring, but that le- leads to this deep track. Uh, it was Run DMC, Raisin Hell, and then <laughs> and then License to Ill, Beastie Boys, another one. And they would just keep going to loop. One one would end, the other would start, boom, boom, boom. And I remembered that <clears throat> even though I was, I was starting off with rap, that the songs that I liked were the ones, obviously, that had guitar. The ones that had, like, they you had the, the sampled Led Zeppelin. Um, did you own License to Hill? Ill? I assume you did as an American man. No, actually, really? I, I did not. Did you like rap at all? Ever? Yes. Okay. Okay. But you, did you like Beasties, Red DMC? What was kind of your... Um, well... Or even earlier than that. I, well, no, I wouldn't say earlier than that. I really like a song called King of Rock by Run DMC. Sure. Um, the Beastie Boys had a few songs, obviously, that everybody liked. I just didn't get that... That huge uh, interest in them. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, was the first record that I couldn't stop listening to. And there's a couple things right around that era from from that kind of group of people. But it, it was a pretty quick uh, passing phase, let's put it that way. Right. And, and, um, but and in I'm, general, I, I don't mind NWA and I don't mind um, Public Enemy, uh, you know, in, in parts. I love that new uh, fucking uh, Prophets of Rage with Rage Against the Machine oh, band. like that. With uh, Chuck D. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm oh, interested. And, uh, what's that? What's that? The, the be, real. be real. Be from real. Cypress Hill. Yep. Two, two, two of the best rappers as far as having identifying deliveries. Chuck D. Help me be the microphone. Ho, ho. Fight! 
Follow-up was a big flop. Do you know what their follow-up was for License to Ill? Do you know what it was going to be called? Paul's Boutique. Well done. Okay, so Paul's Boutique comes out. 1989, it uh, came in these odd, like, red cassettes, because that's what I had it on cassette. The album, which is a masterpiece, in my opinion, now, is fucking incredible. Just like, the, it was when sampling actually was an art. I'll just tell you that much. All the, the but it was odd, because you're, you're, at first, all I wanted to hear was shit like, no Sleep Till Brooklyn, Rhyming and Stealing, you know, that kind of guitar-oriented stuff. So the first song that I gravitated towards, the track I'm going to feature, which is definitely the most rock-oriented uh, track on the album. And by the way, if you want to step outside of your little zone, and I definitely want to do an episode where we call it like Breaking Bad, Breaking Box, or Stepping Outside the Box. Don't you want to do an episode like that, where it's kind of like not our all hard rock stuff? Yeah, definitely. This is this is one that I would consider in that that zone. So this is Beastie Boys off of their failed album Paul's Boutique, which is their best album. Definitely check it out. Looking down a barrel of a gun. Yeah. 
she's dressed in yellow. She says, hello, come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You come over there without a second to lose. So you know what to do next. I bust a move. Yeah. Ow, young MC. It's awesome. <laughs> Minnesota's finest. That song always reminds me of bust a move for some reason. <laughs> anyway. Maybe because it's I'm white and it's rap. Yes. So hopefully we've, we've kept some of you around. Fresh and, Prince. Uh, it's awesome. We'll, 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 we'll throw it back to Baco to bring us in. Rain us in. Oh, we got to bring it back to the old, yes. whatever, the glory box, the glory yes. hole box. Yes, yes. Come on, step two, by the way. Let's do it. Right. You never know what's on the other side. All right. Let's see here. Ooh, this one's going to make our uh, we are our special guest a few episodes back, uh, Joey Haney, proud. Oh, yeah. Came out in 1996. The lead singer was in a band called Jellyfish. Their self-titled record from 1996 from the band Imperial Drag, I give you the lovely, lovely song, Boy or a Girl. Yeah. 
So that is the end of this episode. We're doing a we're doing a two-parter. And we also just give you a little preview, a little preview for next episode. We've got some what do we got? In depth. We've got to talk about rat, right? And, rat. And, We've got and the hollow uh, deal. The uh, the hologram of Dio, which is my dream come true. Yeah. And we'll talk about what some of your concerts you've been to, like one of the the clusterfuck. What was it? Yeah, my uh, um, internment in Wisconsin. We'll call it. Yes, Rock USA. Rock USA. I've got my experience uh, at Bullet Boys, and also meeting a fellow decibel geek, Rockin' Ron Runyon, as well. Triple R. And that's it. So, until next time, Rock's not dead. It's hiding and drunk. And you found it. Well done. I'm